And we should be live now. Ahoy! What up, what up? Welcome to the Chinos Show. This is Hi. episode 6. Uh, we're here today. You can see Caleb's not in the corner as usual. Uh, Caleb's not going to be here this week, but we are joined by Josh from Rad Dragon instead. Hello. And right now you're hearing uh, Rad Dragon play. Um, so I was against this, just for the record. <laughs> well, it's fitting. Music. I wanted to be here. It's fitting. Um, so, how was everyone's week, first off? Oh, my week's been pretty good. I've been trying not to not do anything. Trying to busy myself with stuff, because I'm getting bored at home a lot. Respect. Just getting ready to head back out. Because <laughs> I've just yeah. been watching a lot of shit. YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah, I've been sleeping too much. And, uh... I don't know. It's been a long week, though. It's really strange. Yeah. I busied myself with this, uh... Arduino kit. Oh, like nice. I, I've had since... For, like, a couple months now. I actually... So, I went to Austin today... <laughs> I went to Austin, Texas all day, and I went to a toy store there, and I should have uploaded this to my my PC, but this is going to look a little scuffed, but while in this toy store, I was looking around, and you'll never guess what I found in a case. Wait a second. What did you see? Hold what did on, you see? Hold on. What Can I guess? In a case? What do you mean by in a case? In a glass case. Is it duck on bike? I found duck on bike. <laughs> exactly duck on oh bike. The exact same thing as Ew. our duck on bike. Oh my god. <laughs> but it was unboxed. Oh. It was just in there on display. It was awesome. It's a collector's item. It's not a toy though. How is it in a toy store? Uh, that's why it was behind glass, I think. I see. It was in the action figures section with like, not toys, like action figures. Which aren't toys, they're figurines. There was no price on it. There was no retail price. It was just in there. That's why I say it was on display. It wasn't like for sale. There was only one of them. The Chinos yeah, has a collector's item. Like, you have, to, you have to make an offer on Duck on Bike. They're not gonna tell you how much it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, dude, anyway. If you want Duck on Bike, you know. Yeah, you know where to get uh, it if, yeah, you, if you really want it. My week, uh, I don't know, man. I take weird approaches to like my state of mind and my uh, my analysis of how I'm doing. But uh, so like my instinct is to say like, yeah, it was fine. I did some cool mm -hmm. shit. Uh, you know, I had some good nights, some bad. Uh, I got a really rad tattoo. That oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that I'm gonna show off because I just want to talk about this. And the that's public all reveal. Talk about to anyone all week. Dude, go for yeah, it. This is the public reveal. Awesome. Um, and let's see here how well I can show this off. It's that really looks good on camera. That's awesome. Uh, that's so cool. It's much, it's much larger than I had originally planned on getting it. Um, but the tattoo artist is smart, and I knew this was gonna happen anyway. 
we couldn't we couldn't shrink it down anymore without like losing detail and then like shit bleeding together in a couple years. So I'm like, fuck it, let's just keep it big. And uh, am I allowed to say words like that? By the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We talked about Belle Delphine um, on Christmas. Yeah. You can yeah, talk about whatever you want. Like, Belle Delphine is not a bad word. Um, her porn is. In this household, anyway. Her porn was. Her porn um, was bad, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I got that tattoo, and I'm like, let's keep it big. I sat there for four hours. Uh, I got a good deal on it. Uh, for anyone who's watching this from the Waco area, either live or... Uh, on the 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 VOD, I guess you'd call it. I'm kind of new to this. On shit. the YouTube. Yeah, on the YouTube. On the interweb. Um, I went to Infamous Inc. and saw uh, Dallas. Dallas has really good work, and he did a phenomenal job with this tattoo that you cannot see unless I angle it just right. Uh, yeah, good shit. But that's a highlight of my week. And then other than that, it's been either fine or bad. That is an awesome piece. That is... Dude, I'm pumped about it. Like, I might continue it, like, around this side with, like... I keep calling it my waifu corner. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I might, I might continue my waifu corner over here, you know? Come step and over we... here to my waifu corner. That's and then I will, I will never be with a woman ever again. <laughs> Dude, no, you'll be with every woman. You'll be with every woman right there. I've got everyone I need, and they are permanently by my side, literally. Mm-hmm. It's like SpongeBob's finger friends, you know? Yeah. It's everyone yeah. he needs right here. The gang's all here. Yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> aside, from, aside from that, I've been really, really stressing over an inter possible interview that I might have. Is this the big news you told me about? Yeah. With um, <clears throat> Jim Bridenstine, the administrator of NASA, that uh, my aunt said. What? The... Could... <laughs> yeah. What are you applying for? I'm like, not what, applying what, for like, anything. What kind of? I just want to ask him questions. And I, well, actually. Oh, I thought. Holy. To set shit, the record I straight. Like a job interview. I'm like, Does... Blaine's gonna go work at NASA. <laughs> to... I do. I do want to work at NASA. But to set the record straight, we were just kind of talking about career paths at dinner when I was uh, visiting my family up in Oklahoma. And my aunt was like, yeah, you know, my friend is friends with Jim Bridenstine. I could get you an interview with him if you want. And I was like, wait, for real? Like, seriously? She was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I was like, that would be, that would be fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> yes, please. But now it's just kind of been like, what do I even ask him? Let's just get him on the Chino show. Oh, that would be awesome. Ask him oh, everything shit. we want. Yeah, we get, you guys mm -hmm. can interview him here. That'd be cool. Then we can really ramp up our shitty chemistry knowledge we had that one time, and he can we well, can look he, really dumb with him on the air. He's a uh, he's more of an engineer than. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, we can look really dumb trying to be smart again. Yeah, I want to take a second to uh, to point out that like. It's totally unprofessional shit where I'm like drinking a beer on camera and Blaine's eating dinner. And hey, dude. He's like trying to hold shit together. Nah, man. Chino Show is a chill space. It's a safe place for everybody. You can eat here. You can drink alcohol Welcome here. To Scuff Central. 
population us two. <laughs> don't worry, I'm, I'm the mayor, but I don't live in the town because it's a shithole. <laughs> yeah. Your typical removed politician mm-hmm. who doesn't actually represent... We don't talk about politics here, but I'll make that joke and we'll call it. Yeah, let's stop this train right here. Mm-hmm. I almost went on a train today. I went to the, the Austin oh, Zoo. Yeah? yeah, I went to the Austin Zoo this morning. And they have a train that runs every hour. But we got there like five minutes after it left. And we were not going to wait 55 minutes to get on the train to go around the zoo that we already walked around the whole zoo for. Yeah. So, but yeah, I saw, so I, there was a black bear exhibit. And these, so they just, they had just given the black bears their food. They give them like a head of cabbage or something each. There were three bears. They give them honeydew and like cantaloupe and stuff. That's awesome. And so there was this one bear. There was a rock and there's another rock sitting on it like this. But this rock on top was a little bit flatter. So it was like this. And so he was sitting on this rock here. With his paws on the, the bigger rock, like a table. And he was just eating some <laughs> fucking lettuce. <laughs> That's And awesome. he looked like a person. Manners, dude. Yeah. I think his name was Marvin. <laughs> Marvin? I think, I think that bear's name was Marvin or something. It was, uh, Marvin, it was a good time. I had a lot of laughs looking at that bear eating like a human. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Marvin got better manners than I did. Blame? It's quesadillas that I was making. And then I got kind of... I, I lost track of time. How are the quesadillas? They're awesome. It's made made with... Uh, I don't know if you can see it. It's probably going to look disgusting on camera, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, it looked like there was salami it. in it. There's something pink in there. Oh, is that so a pepper? We Yeah, it's got Salsa hash green chilies, and um, it's my sister's taquito mix mm. that we were going to make taquitos out of, but the oven's currently being used right now for some uh, pulled pork, smoked pulled pork that we're cooking. We got a lot of stuff going on in the kitchen right now. It's just cooking time. Busy, so. busy kitchen. Yeah. In the Kichi Bean House. Mm-hmm. You need to start your own, like, offshoot called, like, Blaine's Busy Kitchen. <laughs> dude, dude, if there's one thing, if engineering doesn't work out for you, or if you just want a side hustle, anyone in your family should open a restaurant. My sister wants to. That's her fallout. Oh, her fallback. That's Holy such shit. a cool thing like, to do. Food, anyone could open a food truck. If you've got the food to sell and you've got the truck, people will come. Open a food truck, that is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our buddy Marshall did that with ice cream. Or That's snow true. cones. How he's you, not my buddy. How did it go? He's very successful, actually. Oh, yeah. If you so guys are... It? If anyone's ever in Texas that doesn't live here and you see Texas snow... Buy from it, local homie from our high school. That's right. Kind of blew up for some reason. Yeah, it was a interesting passion project, and he really succeeded. Won awards yeah. for it and shit. Ah, ah. Last tangent before we talk Man. about important things. <laughs> uh, I finally bought a. So this is a 32 ounce hydro flask. So it's really fucking wide. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, mine's very wide. Like this is how far my hand can get around it. Anyway, I bought a adapter for my car because this is too wide to fit in my cup holders. It's it doesn't fit. 
Hold on, a hydro flask adapter? Yeah, a 32 ounce bottle holder for my my cup holders in my car because this this rolls around in dents if I don't have that. If so. I had known they made those, I would have had one of those in my car. I've got like 30 cup holders in my car and none of them will hold like anything larger than like a Coke can. Yeah, it's Ugh. pretty ridiculous. <clears throat> I'm jealous. Okay. Mine fits in places, but it's so long that like I can't put it near the center console because that's where my hand is when I'm shifting gears mm -hmm. and shit. So I have to keep it tucked under the seat on the left side. It's kind of annoying. But all right, uh, tangent over. Yeah, water bottle tangent over. <laughs> so we've been listening to Rad Dragon this whole time so far tonight, and yeah. for the rest of the night we will be. Uh, Rad Dragon is your band. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the history of the band, like the origins of the band, and like where inspiration is like drawn from for music. Yeah. I could do that. Is that a command? Do I have to? You don't have to, but it would make good content. Command from me. There you go. Okay, You're commanded. Alright, I'm commanded. Alright, this is gonna be fun. So Rad Dragon... We're gonna start at the very beginning. This is shit that, like, you've gotta see me, like, late into a party when I've had, like, 13 drinks or more uh, to get this. Exclusive uh, interview so this content. Is, this, is, this is fairly exclusive for everyone, but, like, 50 or 60 people who have met me at parties. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, so Rad Dragon, the absolute origin, I was sitting, it was junior year of high school, rest in peace, I'm so fucking old. Uh, junior year of high school, I was sitting in, uh, English class, and, uh, like, we're listening to the fucking, like, we're popcorn reading Hamlet or some shit. Mm -hmm. And just out of the blue, through my head, Rad Dragon. It's like, <laughs> it's there and it's gone. I'm like, I need to know that. That's going to be important someday. So I filed that away. Uh, the next day, Prince Nipples went through my head. I'm glad I did not <laughs> name the band Prince Nipples. Uh, uh, Rad Dragon's the better band name. But so, like, Rad Dragon was just, like, this thing, and I didn't know what to do with it, but it was rad. And it was Dragon. Um... Then, and I've always, like, I, up to that point, I've been releasing music just under my name, Josh Riddle, like a solo project. Um, then I started writing some stuff that was a little different, like a little more, uh, experiment, because I was doing, like, almost like a folk punk singer-songwriter, like, indie thing, indie acoustic artist thing. And I, uh... I changed it a little bit. I started incorporating some more exper experimental kind of things and some weird effects on the percussion stuff and it was a little more produced. I'm like I want to kind of step away from from my name on this art and I decided Rad Dragon's going to be my pseudonym for this new step in my art. It was a little more aggressive. I wasn't afraid to say some shit that I may have avoided before. Um, 
Like, so I did that on and off. I think I made... So I made one release. Uh, it was an EP. I think it was four tracks. I did that in high school, and then I went to college. Uh, the summer between my uh, freshman and sophomore year of college, I recorded and put out a full-length album under that name. It was just me. And all of a sudden, it was punk music. I'd gotten really into punk music going into college. Uh, and like, I really wanted to be able to show people, so it's like, here's the link. Please buy it on Bandcamp. Yeah, right. Uh, but uh, the best way to show people things is just to show them. And it's very difficult to do that. I can't just pull up my phone in class in college and be like, Hey, check out Rad Dragon, this thing I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, man, if I could just like play shows for people to hear this, like I can't play all the instruments at the same time. Uh, so like my freshman year of college, I had transferred from Oklahoma State to Commerce. I was studying percussion education at Commerce. Uh, I got really sick. I got the flu, like, really bad. I've, and I've gotten the flu before, and it sucks, but that's the worst I've ever had the flu. I was out of school for, uh, like, I don't know, 10 days or 13 days. Maybe, like, maybe a whole two weeks I was out. I can't remember. And uh, while I was sick, I'd been writing a little bit of music. It was not fun because I was fucking ill, but, uh... The illest. The illest of the ill. Uh, right at the end of it, I went and hung out with some friends. I was better, but, like, my stomach hadn't recovered and shit. And I went and ate a bunch with some friends, got back to my dorm, smoked too many cigarettes before going to bed, and just, like, threw up all over my dorm. I wrote Projectile Vomit, and I decided this is the shit I want to do instead. My the first words out my my mouth were I don't want to fucking be here anymore. I decided I don't have to be here anymore. Uh, I ended up writing a song about the whole thing. And I'm like I can't do this anymore. I can't go to college. I can't be the only person making this music. I want help. Uh, I want like good artists to help me like to collaborate on the writing. Uh, I hardly know what I'm doing. I could do the drums if I got a good place to record drums, which is rare. Mm -hmm. I have no fucking clue how to play guitar. I need a band. Uh, surprise, surprise. I'm not even fucking playing drums in this band. So I started the band. Uh, just like reached out to some randos that like I kind of knew or people recommended me to. Uh, dropped out of school. Moved back down to Waco and started rehearsing with the band. The drummer was not even available for the rehearsals. Uh, Ugh. So the first one or two rehearsals, it was just guitars and vocals. Uh, the lineup at that point, it was Michael Biggerstaff, who is not currently available on drums. Uh, Austin Parker on bass, he's still around. Uh, he and I are the only legacy members. I was doing lead vocals and rhythm guitar. And, uh... Here's a big reveal. Andrew, our, uh... Our host here... Resident he Chino. Was, Resident Chino, Andrew, was the, uh... The lead guitarist. 
and we had like a handful of rehearsals at a at a friend's house. Played a show in another friend's backyard. Blaine, were you, were you at that show? You were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blaine that was. was when, Blaine was a real yeah, homie. Punched. No, punched I punched someone after yeah. we played <laughs> that concert. I didn't see what. And then <laughs> I wrecked. Me. And then I wrecked my car, and Blaine was in my yep. car. <laughs> I know about the wreck. Let's let's backtrack a little bit. Who did you punch? Was it Jacob Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, redacted. We're gonna redact this. this redacted. In the YouTube video, that'll be gone. Not really. Not really. Redacted. Anything about if, that. If, if you don't know the name he said, then I actually cared to change that, but probably won't do that. Yeah, no. You punched him, though? He kept he throwing. You two he was No, he was throwing rocks at everyone, and I was like, dude, if you throw rocks at me, I'm gonna fucking hit you. Because I was like. I was. Yeah. We don't condone this. I don't condone this anymore for sure, but I was I was drinking a little bit at that show. And so I, I ended up in a bad headspace and those two things don't mix very well. Hold on. And so he was throwing rocks at me. We're drinking a little bit. I know how much you drank and I know what you were drinking. You're the only person who knows what and how much. But anyway. My my dumbass trusted him in the car. I mean, no, like, it had been. There? You were fine. It had been like three hours at that point. It was yeah, like after but... everyone was leaving. But to be fair, when I when I wrecked my car, it was really dark and I couldn't see a ditch, and I was trying to park in the grass. Mm -hmm. Blaine didn't see it either, so it's both of our faults. Well, sure. yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, uh, but yeah, he's throwing rocks at everyone, uh, and I was like, dude, I swear to God, if you don't stop throwing rocks, I'm gonna hit you in the face. I had all my rings on. I had three rings yeah. on the hand. Yeah. And so I just walk up to him, backhand him, and he had a black eye for like three days. <laughs> and all his friends... You didn't even punch him. You backhanded him. All his friends, though, were like, dude, are you just going to let him fuck with you like that? Like, to him? And he's like, dude, he's my, he's my friend, man. I'm not going to hit him back. And I was like, damn, what a homie. I definitely <laughs> deserve to get hit back for that, but... It, all he was if doing was literally like he was like picking, yeah, up, he was he was picking, up, picking pebbles up pebbles and pebbles tossing like, them at people. He was like throwing tossing pebbles and he got hit in the face <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's one of those things where it's that like was he, time, he told man. you so. I mean that he didn't heed my warning. He didn't heed my warning, so But yeah, so we that played that show. It was awesome, because we had these songs, there was one or two songs that I hadn't finished while we were rehearsing them, so we like finished them together. Yeah. Uh, that was, and, it doesn't uh, get better, right? Uh, they yeah, went, they ended up going on that album. On it, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, we had these songs where it's like, it was me, it was, there was kind of a collaborative effort. Uh, I've got actual background vocals. I don't think I'd ever had. Like I'd had like shout courses. I don't. I may have had in like my the shit that was just like my Josh Riddle solo project shit. I had some vocal harmonies. I don't know if Red Dragon had vocal harmonies at that point. We had Andrew singing vocal harmonies. Uh, I'm too drunk to stay on two feet throughout the show. I was like, dude, this is good. <laughs> like, we worked this up. Michael had shown up and known the songs. Yeah, cool. And then, like, halfway through, I realized no one is paying any attention. <laughs> and, like, like, the conversations happening in this backyard were louder than the music, what we were creating. 
so that was an awesome first show. It was good to reunite with friends and all that. The balancing, uh, the one thing I remember from this was the balancing made it so that I could hardly hear your voice. It was a okay, lot of- I can tell you right now that I had zero gear. I had just dropped out of college. I did not have a job at the time. I had no, I had almost nothing to plug the vocals into. When we were rehearsing, we were running them into a guitar ramp. Like it was <laughs> this, literally this big, the guitar ramp you're running them into. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was not yeah, I, good. Just to give some perspective, because <laughs> for the people that uh, weren't there, all of our, Caleb wasn't there. That's the only person that wasn't there. Michael made it. I mean, I fucking know I was. I don't I'm remember. Still in the band. Well. But yeah, we did that show. We had some lineup changes after that. There were some reasons things had to change. People weren't available. Had other shit they had to do. Uh, so now we're at a point where it's me and Austin still on vocals, rhythm, guitar, and, uh, and bass. Austin's on bass. Um, now we got Zy Zach, Zach, oh man, Zy Zach check apparently. Zach Zy check on drums, uh, and Bryce Buckmeyer on guitar, and it's a fucking, I could not have wished for a different outcome. That is, that is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. We've been doing a lot of shows, not lately. In, uh, 2019, I think we did, like, 28 shows, uh, I'm kind of guessing right here. Uh, in 2020, my goal was to do at least 35. Uh, Didn't exactly happen. Did like four. Yeah. Uh, that's just a sign of the times. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really awesome to be doing it, man. I'm still writing. We're still getting together when we can and playing. In fact, we are getting together in one hour oh. uh, to work on a big announcement, new shit. No release date or anything yet. Uh, I don't think I'm ready to tease a title or anything, or any song titles, but we're working on new shit, and it'll be coming fairly soon. We are trying to get it out as soon as possible, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, we're working on some new shit, and, yeah, uh, you asked me to talk about inspiration, I could try to go into it a little bit, but I try to be as generic as possible when it comes to inspiration. I don't want to call it too much. Obviously, a lot of shit sinks in uh, subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I listen to a lot of Pup. A lot of Pup. That is my favorite band. I'm wearing a Pup t-shirt right now. Um, just general, like, new punk, new kind of pop punk i the thing is what pop punk in is pop pop punk is has changed a little bit um some aggressive shit i've been listening to a lot of aggressive shit the new shit because of that is a little more aggressive uh i've also been very mad mm. very mad and very mad and in a good mood uh because that's how i try to live my life i try to stay mad and stay in a good mood I kind of get that vibe from you, not gonna lie. Yeah, it's like, it's it's a like very, that really positive guy who's way too aggressive at a party. It's a productive type yeah. of mindset, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's that how a, I wind up writing. Like, uh, we have a, on 
there's some very aggressive shit on the new album and that I had that kind of mentality where it's like positive but angry. Like positive about the future but angry about context currently. Uh, I managed to be able to crank some shit out that was very angry and in our opinion, uh, pretty fucking good. We're really excited to get that shit out. That's um, awesome. So yeah, if anyone sees this, if we have not announced this by the time you see it, there's new shit coming. It is coming early in the year. Uh, almost all of it is a lot angrier than you've seen out of us. And if you're watching this post-release, holy shit, I hope that I did not over-tease this <laughs> about being angry. I hope it's the... Like, who knows? Like, we haven't recorded any of it yet, so maybe we'll go in and be like, yo, can we do all acoustic guitars and tambourine? No drum set. And instead of any lyrics, I'm just going to hum the melodies. So, like, hopefully we have not taken that uh, that angle going into it. Because otherwise this makes no fucking sense and we've let everybody down. <laughs> mm. <sighs> um... I know that uh, this record that just finished playing, I know that you recorded that in-house. Not that you haven't recorded anything that you've done in-house, or that you haven't recorded anything you've done in-house, but um, I think the process you took to... Uh, this is an interesting version of this song. Yeah, this is our NPR Tiny Desk from like 2018, 2019. I can't remember the year. 2019, I'm pretty sure. Took me, took me on a different path from what I was saying. This is a. Uh, this is the Spotify, uh, the Spotify version. This is Just, not Spotify. I can guarantee this is not on Spotify. This is a Spotify playlist that's playing right now. So anyway, something for you to look into. I think. <laughs> um, where was I going? But you recorded, you recorded hindsight, the album we just listened to in-house and i know you went through a lot of effort to get it right so talk about how recording your own stuff and like mastering your own stuff works and like the effort that goes into that yeah uh so rad dragon up to this point and uh i will even predict up to through the next one uh Damn, man. I really just want to say through this title, like, for uh, the sake of historically being able to look back through this. Uh, but we're not ready. We're not ready. Because there's a bunch of shit we're planning on doing, and that is not necessarily the next thing. Uh, it will be soon. Uh, but uh, up to this point, everything Rad Dragon has been self-recorded. Uh, and... Uh, it's all been recorded like in a house or apartment. We've like put some work into it and learned a lot. Uh, so on hindsight, we uh, I was living here in this house, uh, and 100% of it was recorded in this room right here. Uh, it was hard, so. Because when you're recording shit, you want to sound as good as possible, you want organic performances, you want to have a lot of energy, so shit was loud. 
uh, a lot of people weren't living here at well, they weren't here at night. They were living here, but the, they weren't here at the nighttime. So, like, nighttime is a good time to record. So we started out, we knew all the songs at this point. Started out by running through the drums, had them set up right here. Uh, recorded straight through the drums in two days. Two takes of every song. It was very hot, because I turned my fan off whenever I record uh, music. So I don't pick up any kind of wind on my microphones. Uh, so we did all that. Um, then we, piece by piece, we went and we added the bass. We added the rhythm guitar, we added the lead guitar, we added the vocals, and then all the little shit, like gang vocals, uh, some tambourine in one song. I tried tambourine in a couple songs, and it did not go well. Mm. Uh, so tambourine makes a makes an appearance on Excommunicate, and that's it. Um, it was all because I had, like got some new recording gear, and it was everything was being recorded a lot better than it did than it was on it doesn't get better so like this is really good we can't cut too many corners on this we've already cut the biggest corner which is recording with a professional mm-hmm. uh and then we cut some more corners after i said that so like we went and like mastered it online and shit uh but it was a huge improvement from anything we had done uh we spent a lot of time uh, first of all, recording it all, and then we spent a lot of time going back and making edits to the mixes. At that point, I think I had some studio monitors that were really cheap and shitty, and very small. So, nothing was accurately represented. Uh, so, I would have to do mix downs for every single song. Sounded good on these shitty speakers and in the headphones. Uh, and then I would upload it all to the cloud, run out to my car, listen through everything, just in the driveway, and on notebooks, write down, like, I don't know, maybe three decibels down on the vocals on this track, except for this section. Uh, the snare drum is totally lost on this track. I need more snare drum on this track. Uh, there's some weird bass tone issues on track four, and... Like, I had this notebook that was 100% full of notes for changes to the mix. And we got to a point where it sounded pretty good. And then we did the mastering shit, and it was the best we'd ever sounded, in our opinion. And we're like, well, we've done it. Put it out. And, uh, it did not sound anything like any professional recordings on the internet. Mm. But we're still working on that. But, uh, the fact that we don't have the kind of money to go out and be professionally recorded because it's very expensive to do that. A lot of people don't realize how expensive it is to go out to a studio and record. Uh, and we're all, at least most of us, are pretty fucking bad with money. It's like we cannot save up to go and do that thing. But how do those is, recording uh, booths work? Is it is it hourly? Or is it like... Uh, so, it kind of depends. Is there like a base um, rate I, and then every hour after that is... What I've seen is uh, there's a couple different pricing models that usually are offered per one studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... I'm trying to jog my memory. Um, because I clearly, as explained, I've done a lot of audio engineering. I've considered trying to do that uh, for some money. 
I've looked into the pricing models and everything. Sometimes you'll see like package deals where you get a certain amount of hours, a certain amount of revisions, uh, mastering not included, that kind of stuff uh, for a fixed price of however many hundred dollars. Which is a dangerous game because you end up with an unfinished recording. Yeah. Uh, but I'm pretty sure usually it's that and then if, to finish the recording uh, it's the base hourly rate of I think $40 an hour. Wow. Which you think you could crank it out and we try really hard to be well practiced before we record anything. All the songs are written for the new uh, the new project we're working on. Uh, but we are still learning them all and trying to iron out some arrangements and stuff. Uh, so we try to go in well-practiced and ready to record these things as they will be and not try to do too much arranging and writing there on the spot because that takes up a lot of time and burns a lot of money. But even still, uh, your engineer is going to want to put out the most professional product he can, he or she can, because uh, their name is going to be on that. Mm -hmm. So if you record something that's not great, uh, they're gonna be like, yeah, can we retake that? Uh, can we do this section? Can we like record this piece by piece? We end up tacking on a lot of extra hours. Uh, so it ends up getting really expensive. You end up going over your base like package rate. Uh, yeah, so then you start going into hourly and then you want to be able to compete on streaming services with everything else. They probably have a different rate for mastering, too, if they even do mastering themselves. Otherwise, you have to send it out to a mastering engineer who's going to charge a more expensive rate. That's where all the magic happens, making it sound... The mixes will sound professional, but the masters will sound commercial. The masters will make it match up with everything else. Uh, so there's all that money you end up having to spend on all those different parts of the process. Uh... So we don't have that kind of money. We do all that ourselves, and we, uh, on the last one, used a robot online to master it for us. And it was much closer than anything else we'd put out, or I had put out. Uh, but even still, like, the mix wasn't good enough to get those. This robot doesn't know how to play to the subtleties of the sound. Mm. And, uh, so we're still turning over our options for how to do this next one. I don't have the time to learn how to master. We'll fucking see if that ever gets to that point. Uh, but yeah, it's very, very expensive to do all that stuff. So we do a bunch of self-recording and uh, I've learned a lot and it's gotten better. I've learned some new tricks. I've gotten some new hardware. We'll see what happens on this next one because I can guarantee it's going to be recorded probably in this room Yeah. Uh, by myself and with... Uh, with advice from the band and our close friends. How much, uh, how much creative freedom do they have? Like, I understand oh, that you're probably the one you are writing the song sound and stuff. Like, you're making me feel like people see me as some kind of like, uh, like Iron Fist dictator. No, no, I just mean like, like you're making the songs, right? You're writing the, you're writing the, you're, I do... you're writing most of the music, right? I so. do a lot of the writing. I do, and one of my missions in uh, making it a, a band and not just me writing all my own stuff 
was to make it a collaborative effort because better art gets made when you have more heads applied to this problem. Mm -hmm. uh, so You don't want them to be just those zombies that are like, I, play this, okay, I'll play I this. I 100% do not want Rad Dragon to be Josh Riddle on his back in the band. Yeah. That's not what I want. Uh, but I think part of it's because of how it all started out where I'd written some songs, I wanted the band to learn them with me and perform them. And those, the parts changed when we started learning them as a band and everything. Uh, the very first thing I noticed was with Austin because he had some great ideas. I don't know how to play bass, jeez. Uh, so he, he came up with some really good ideas for some of the older stuff and changed them. And we all very much regret uh, that the old recordings are just me because the new recordings are so much better. Yeah. Um, they're not even recording, so like the new the new performances are so much better. Um, but well, a lot of times what I do is I have a song idea and I want to get all the lyrics written. Uh, not all of us live close together, so it's hard to get together to write. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm also very bad at writing with an audience. I'm very self-conscious about my writing process and like my ideas until they are something a little more polished and even still they will change. Yeah. Uh, so what ends up happening is I write, uh, I'll write a song with a bunch of parts that are not nominal, uh, but the idea is there and like the vibe is very much locked in. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the drums will change a bunch. Zach's a phenomenal player who knows all the idioms of the, uh, of the craft. Uh, Austin is a much better bass player than I, and uh, a very good bass player in general. With one hell of a mind for music theory. Uh, so he ends up with some really cool bass lines that are either going to serve the song really well, or do that as well as be very creative and bizarre in ways you don't notice just as a listener. Like I have to like turn on my music theory brain from the two years, the uh, one and seven eighths of a year of college I took uh, and try to remember music theory and shit and be like, whoa, hold on. This sounded awesome, but now I'm realizing you're doing this thing that makes no sense. You're like conventionally, but it sounds great. Uh, and I'm also barely a guitar player, so a lot of the lead guitar lines will change with Bryce. The 75% of the time, I will just leave an open space in the demos for a guitar solo, and then I'll be showing the band deck. Like, yeah, a guitar solo goes right here. Uh, and Bryce will be like, all right, and then he'll just write something original. Uh, and then the other 25% all write a very loose framework, and then he will change it almost completely to something much better than I ever could play. Hmm. So, like, the song itself, in terms of the form, a lot of the times will be locked down or just about locked down uh, when I write the demo. All the part writing, uh, all, the, all the individual instruments uh, morph a lot, usually, going into recording the songs and performing the songs. Uh, because, like I said before, I really want these to be our songs and not mine. Um, yeah. And it, it really makes Rad Dragon turn into what it is. There's some elements that I couldn't bring myself that really Rad Dragon couldn't be itself without the others. That makes sense. 
but you're kind of like like I don't want to put words in your mouth, mouth but I'm kind of envisioning this mastermind that creates this rough draft sketch as to what everyone's going to do and everyone kind of takes that and polishes it becomes yeah, so like this sometimes a lot of the time that's how it'll go sometimes I'll have a song where like I have no idea where to go mm-hmm. and I'll just pump it out and we will just start messing around with things I never would have thought of just in person. Uh, and then we will end up with a totally different song. Uh, one that comes to mind is Sophomore Syndrome, off of Hindsight. That is second track yeah. on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, I have it man, pulled I'm up really right bad. here. It is. Very good. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, Sophomore Syndrome is one where I came up with, like, the, uh, the verse chords, like, the chords for the verse, um, and it was something different, it was something cool, I liked it, I had no idea where to go, and I pulled it out in a jam, and everyone started, like, really being into it, so we just kind of played with some stuff, and we ended up with an arrangement, like, well, shit, now I have to write lyrics. So, uh, we did that, and it's now one of the most fun songs to play. Because it's, like, it's chill in terms of, like, technical difficulty. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it, in my opinion, and this is the way I try to write songs in general, but in my opinion, that, like, captures a pretty complex emotional state. Uh, and, like, really, uh, really captures how I how I felt when I was writing it, just about like how the fuck do I do anything good or impressive these days, uh, because nothing I do is good or impressive. And that's kind of like the mind state, trying to fight with being cool with that, or like trying to push to be something better than who I was at the time. And that's one that we worked on together, uh, and at the end of the day, it was really just a... Uh, it was really just a vague idea that the band formed into a song and then I wrote lyrics to. So it does happen sometimes. Sometimes I just get way too inspired and cannot wait to get a song done. Guys, look at what I did! Cool, let's make it better than this. (laughs) Yeah. Alright, well, uh, the next thing I was going to ask was like, have, have there ever been any members of the band that have approached you with an idea for a song before you kind of pitched anything? Um... It happens sometimes. Uh, I find myself very, like, aggressively, like, organizing things and booking things and presenting ideas that sometimes I get scared. I don't leave space to breathe. Mm-hmm. I try my best not to be that guy. Uh... And I really try to take input and take ideas. It's happened sometimes. Um, not a lot, but it's happened a few times. Um, and yeah. I try my best to be like open to ideas and then letting everyone interpret them. Uh, but usually, uh, in the past, the ideas that have... Uh, come out that way we've all listened through and thought about and decided like uh, this is 
kind of a vast departure mm. from uh, like the ideas. Like all, I would say all three of these guys, because Zach's still in school for music. Bryce took more music theory than I did. Austin took more music theory than I did. It's like they end up with these really out there ideas that make plenty of sense and sound awesome, but uh, I have never thought to come up with anything like that. Uh, so it's kind of like pushing the boundary maybe a little faster than I'm comfortable doing. And one of my one of my like uh, angles that I try to take is that if everyone's not 100% on board for something, then you don't do it. Um, and I think the other guys have kind of started to see it the same way. Like if, if someone doesn't want to do something, then like we are a band and we should not force anyone person to do something they don't want to do. Um, but I think as we develop, because we're getting a little more uh, a little more progressive in terms of the ideas we're uh, experimenting with with writing, where we could get to that point, where, but like at that point, at least I wasn't ready to like be working on something of that level of complexity. Yeah. So we may still end up like using some of those ideas down the line. But yeah, there, there are definitely ideas that get brought up, but really some of the ideas will be like, uh, hey, here's how we could change the form. Like, what if we add a hard stop here uh, and then come back in? And I'll say, absolutely, that is a great idea. But let's do it. And it's, uh, it does get really hard being both like the audio engineer and in the band because I mm -hmm. feel like sometimes I have way too much control. Uh, I can see that. And there have, uh, we're all uh, too young for our own good and communicate through text exclusively. So like we, we would be talking about like the, when we were working in hindsight, like what do we think of the mixes? Uh, what are some notes? What are some things that need to be changed? And then some people would like suggest something and part of me would uh, think like, uh, I don't know, that kind of goes against, like, that hard goes against what I had in mind for it. And then be like, ah, oh, shit, everyone's mad at me now because I'm opposing a popular idea. And everyone's like, no, dude, we're cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Mr. Text is one of the worst ways to communicate. For sure. Yeah, but uh, I usually end up caving and ending up happier for it because I end up with a better product than I would have otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, like Austin will have ideas for what we could do with background vocals, or uh, Zach will come up with some form ideas, and we talk about them in person when we're, when we're learning the songs and stuff too, and that's much easier. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of times the ideas just kind of like they start one place and then they develop. Uh, with all of us as one organism instead of uh, with one of us. That makes sense. Alright. Yeah. To stray away from the whole technical side of recording and writing and like that whole section of being in a band, uh, we haven't talked a whole lot about actually playing live shows. I know in 2020 it was harder to really get out and do that with the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, I don't know but... if I could remember what playing shows is like. <laughs> you played a couple this year, right? Yeah, we did. We were very careful about what shows we played. 
Um, we, like, we were really selective. We didn't get offered a whole lot, which is understandable and honestly more responsible and preferable. Uh, we tried not to advertise too hard. We didn't want people showing up. And as much as we'd like to make more money off of the door charge and shit, uh, that's not what it's about for, to begin with. And then also, uh, I think even if that, if we were stupid and lame enough to make money the main priority, uh, then it would have just been trumped by the importance of keeping our friends and family and fans safe. Uh, oh, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, in, so in the pandemic, you don't want people gathering too much. Oh, not, yeah, not everyone's gotcha. getting tested. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, not everyone is concerned with social distancing or mask wearing. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, Surprise! Rad Dragon fucking cares about that. I don't care what you think. If you say fuck Rad Dragon because they believe in masks and all that shit, and they think the pandemic's real, fuck you. <laughs> it's important. Uh, yeah. I'm not afraid to alienate people for that because if there's people who are fans who are assholes like that, I don't want them to show up to our shows anyway. Um, so we were really selective and careful about our advertising and what we played. But we did play a couple this year, and we played uh, we played some early this year. We played one or two in January. We got ripped off on one. Uh, eventually, that got rectified. Uh, not going to go into too much detail on record. <laughs> um, all I'm going to say is thank you to Keep Wake Aloud because they really hooked us up whenever we got fucked over. Mm. Um, then we did our album release in February. February 28th was the date of the show, and it went until like a little after midnight, and uh, so at that point it was February 29th, the actual release date. Then shit hit the fan. Uh, we did some online stuff. We competed in Waco's Got Talent via Keep Waco Loud, uh, and we did not make it to the... I know we didn't make it to the final. I think we... I can't remember how far we made it. Uh, but the semi-final or maybe a little further than that. Not a little further than that. Either the semi-final or the, the episode before that. Mm. Uh, and then we appeared on, I believe, the finale as like a judge's favorite. Thank you to Jacob from Keep Like Aloud. You are a treasure choosing us and being a good friend and very supportive. You're awesome. Um... And then uh, before that, we did, uh, it was called Live Waco or Loud Waco, something like that. Um, that was produced by Frank from Rewound uh, in conjunction with Rogue Media. And that was a lot of fun. We played this spot that was supposed to be up and coming, but pandemic made things complicated. Um, we performed and recorded a few songs there, and that was good fun. Um, and then in addition to that, we did a couple shows late in 2020, uh, where, you know, masks were 
required or it was like a private deal where we had limited people. We tried to be careful about all that. Uh, people we knew or uh, uh, people who we cared about, stuff like that. Uh, but man, we really missed out on energy this year. We really, really missed out on energy because in 2019 and early 2020, pre-pandemic lockdown stuff, we had some really good shows with really good energy, and the crowd plays a huge part in like how the shows go. Like we could play a show online, it means nothing to any of us. Like we're glad to do something for you guys. Like it's hard to have fun whenever you don't see it, everyone else out there having fun. It's hard to communicate that energy over. And like it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Like. Not only is it like an energy transfer that you miss out on, but also like, what am I supposed to say into the microphone? How are you guys doing? <laughs> Silence. Yeah. Someone read me the comments so I know what they say. Um, <laughs> so we missed out on that a lot, and we've really missed it. We've been itching to like play shows regularly again, mm-hmm. and we cannot wait for it to happen. We know it's going to happen because if it doesn't, I'll get we're putting on our own shows most of the time anyway. Yeah, and uh, how much does make something happen? How much does live performances play into like motivation for rehearsals and like making music and stuff like that? Like, surely you would come off of a live performance and be like, "I this is why I, you know I do this, right?" One hundred percent. That is one hundred percent how it works. Because we'll go into a live performance and we'll be pumped to do it and we'll play it and. Not only do we get more pumped, but we also relax throughout the set mm-hmm. and just vibe with the people who are there. Um, and like, if we have something coming up, we'll meet up and we'll practice the stuff for the show. We'll talk about a set. And uh, I do want to take a quick break to mention Andrew is playing lead guitar on this recording. <laughs> this is a YouTube this is a live recording. Yeah. Oh no. Um, <laughs> so this is literally the first show we had, and I'm gonna try to talk over it as much as possible. Um, Look, Andrew, turn rhythm up. But I no, no, I, I can't do that <laughs> no. without ruining the feed. Yeah. Fortunately. But, um. Yeah. So like, we'll have something coming up, so we'll work on a set list, and uh, we like we try to play at least once. For every show, like say we're playing every week, we might do, uh, you know, just no rehearsal, same set list, maybe some slight changes, spur of the month thing. Any less than that, and we will take a week, like whatever is in between, and we will play before that. Or if we're planning on trying to do something new, we'll get together and rehearse it, even if it is every single week, and mm-hmm. rehearse some transitions or some new songs. So it's a lot easier to get together when you've got immediate pressing deadlines to do it. Uh, but so uh, we try to do that as much as we can anyway. It's not as frequent as it used to be, but we've got new stuff to learn and we want to get it out early this year. We want to be recording as soon as possible. So uh, we are meeting uh, a little more frequently than we had been throughout all the lockdowns. Uh, That's good. Yeah, the crowd really makes us like want to keep working and do another one we've really missed out on that a lot like the last time we had a like really energetic show was our album release 
here in our hmm. garage. And like one dude head banged into my guitar headstock and like fucked himself up. <laughs> and uh, I felt really bad, but looking back, I missed that. So <laughs> I'm sorry, but thank you. Yeah. I remember sitting, well, we were every, like a large group of people sitting out on the concrete right after the show was over, counting down each minute before the album released at midnight. Oh, the, the energy remained even after the show was over for that one. For sure. Yeah, we actually we actually had to like passive aggressively try to get people to leave because it was getting too late and the <laughs> landlord was getting mad. Yikes. Well, speaking of your organization, I know you, you kind of s- said that as a negative t- type thing, but to put spin a positive light on it, you, you have organized a music festival of sorts, haven't you? Uh, yeah, man, uh, shit. So, Garage Fest. We have done one installment of, yeah, in our garage, we built a stage, put up some lights, we got a sound system that is not permanent by any means, but it stays in there. Um, and we had 14 acts out, we had two stages. Uh, 14 acts is quite a bit. Over two it's nights. It's a lot. It Over two nights, nights, right? It, yeah. It was two nights in a row. Two nights in a row. Um, all sorts of genres, all sorts of people showing up. Um... Vendors, we had people who weren't musical acts showing up and selling their wares. Um, it was a great time. Uh, like, we had people from Houston, from Dublin, from here in Waco, from the surrounding cities. Uh, and it did really well. Uh, we've done one installment of that, and that was Garage Fest 2019. We were going to do a Garage Fest in 2020. That was not going to happen. Even if I wanted to be rebellious and disobey laws and guidelines, here's the thing. I feel that way in general, but this is not something to fuck around with. We did not put people in danger for Garage Fest 2 this year. And um, It's past year. It's now 2021. That's true. And right now, yeah, so Garage Fest 2 is up in the air for the moment. There's some logistical stuff that... Uh, we're gonna have to figure out. There's uh, there's been some updates and changes that we're gonna have to work around. There will be a Garage Fest too. There's just no telling how many years in the future it's gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make it this. I'm gonna try to make it 2021. Uh, there's just yeah. a lot of uh, there's a lot of logistics to find out, and uh, a lot of communication and a lot of uh, precautions to take. So, uh, yeah, Garage Fest 2 coming eventually, hopefully this year. Awesome. <laughs> well, well, uh, I think one last thing to touch on before we finish up tonight. Uh, shows are a big part of playing, big part of the motivation of playing and to keep writing. Um, you touched on how you, you feed off energy at shows. What's your favorite memory Let's let's do two. Your favorite memory of like a really good show, and a a good memory of a show that went very very badly, or some a show that was really like scuffed. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, I might know some of these stories, but I have never even thought about this question before. God damn, you put me on the spot here. 
I should have been prepared for this one. This is like an easily predictable question. <laughs> uh, so, like, my favorite show memory... Um, probably going to be... Uh, maybe my 21st birthday. We did here in the garage. We had freshly built the stage. I'd gotten some stage lighting on the cheap. Really good deal. Facebook Marketplace. Good place to look for stuff. Um, a bunch of people turned out. I did not know half of these people at my 21st birthday party. Uh, we had some good friends playing. And it was so much fun. I didn't even get to drink that much for my 21st birthday party. But the whole thing, seeing people there... Seeing people know the lyrics to our songs, uh, and just feeling like I like I have put the work into like the lighting, the sound, uh, me and Austin, mostly Austin, put a lot of work into the stage. They uh, everyone was playing on that night. It's the first time I got to see Doubting Thieves live, and uh, Michael, who used to be our drummer, is actually the drummer for Doubting Thieves, and it was really good to see him and his new band, who've become good friends of mine. Uh, check out Doubting Thieves for sure, they've been putting out new stuff, uh, just streaming everywhere, so definitely do that. Uh, just having friends there, seeing everyone wasted, getting drunk but not wasted myself, because like I said, I was way too busy. Uh, it was super rad. Now, the kind of scuffed shit that we've done that I look <laughs> back on fondly, we've we've definitely had like some times at shows where it's like that did not go well. Um, but I think like the thing I always see as being the funniest is like kind of between starting and now, like towards the middle of that timeline, there was a point where. Every other show we'd show up to, and I could not get any fucking sound out of my gear. Like, uh. I'm all plugged in. Why the fuck can I hear anything? And just, like, panicking and, like, taking an extra ten minutes to set up some unplugging shit. Like, bypassing pedals, plugging straight into the amp. Where am I not getting sound? And then, usually it ends up being, like... I did not plug in from the end of my pedal board into the amp, and that's why I'm not getting sound. Or, like, instead of plugging into the input, I plugged my pedal board into the foot switch or something. Like, mm -hmm. I was, like, in too much of a rush to get set up that I just did something fucking stupid. Like, something that I, like, I could read, I swear to God, but apparently foot switch and input look too close together, and... I'm not getting any sound because I'm trying to plug my guitar in like a foot. I should just start playing guitar with my feet at this point because <laughs> use it as a foot switch. That's a that's an idea. That's good. I know there's a story about Austin's bass stopped working at a show once. Yeah. Uh, so we played Brotherwell. Brotherwell had recently opened. Keep Waco Lab is still very new, and they started organizing shows at Brotherwell here in Waco. And uh, we're like, oh, cool, this is going to be rad. We're working with Keep Waco Lab for the first time. We're exposing ourselves to possibly a new crowd. It was definitely a new crowd. It was the first time, uh, like, this is this guy who started working at Tarpley, uh, the music store I work at. And he had, came up, he had come out to that show to see us for the first time. 
Like, yeah, dude, like, let's blow some socks off. And then halfway through the show, Austin's bass, there's no bass sound coming out. And uh, all we get is a buzz constantly. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, shit. There's some wiring that has popped loose in his bass. They tried some shit. They tried switching some shit out, new cables and that. We're all being very hopeful. It doesn't happen. So I try stand-up comedy, and I'm very bad. <laughs> and uh, we get to a point where it's like, let's just play. We got to get the set done. Let's cut it short. Let's not play anything that we can't play without Austin. He was very integral to a lot of songs. So uh, we're getting to the last song in the set. And I feel so bad because I hate whenever anything bad happens to any of my band members at all. But especially if it's a group experience that someone has to miss out on to any extent uh, at any point. Uh, so we're like playing the last song and then it's a uh, DBZ where there's a uh, office quote where we play da 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 And Austin always catches the background vocals for those. And like we're coming up on that part, and I just see a blur run into the building through the probably hundred people who were there. Biggest crowd we'd played to at that point. Uh, just this blur run through the building and just end up on stage next to me. It's Austin. He said, "Fuck it, I don't need a bass. I'm gonna be on stage for the vocals." And <laughs> it was so fucking cool because I was like so like bummed for Austin about like ah uh, he's. He's missing out and I want him to be part of this memory. But he showed up and you know did what he could to have a good time anyway. It was really good to see. It's awesome. Yeah. I would just get super bad performance anxiety. I can't. Uh, yeah, you have to you have to work I Rad Dragon's the first time I like did any kind of like original concepts like anything that's like uh tangible because i'm using lyrics for mm -hmm. someone ever performed that kind of stuff live in front of people and it was very scary at first and that's why the first show we played i could not stand on two feet because uh, <laughs> i need to loosen up enough to share a very intimate side of myself with people yeah i can see that oh i was told uh to ask from one fellow musician to another, is mayonnaise an instrument? Uh, according to my, uh, I collaborate in a side project with Austin that's pretty creative, I will say. And because of the perspectives I've gotten for that, I will say absolutely mayonnaise is an instrument if you might get close enough. All right, that's, that's all I need to hear. What's I'm in good. mayonnaise? Can electricity go through mayonnaise? <laughs> Probably. Uh, you know, you know how you can like, you know how you can like hook up a mic to like a slinky. Like, can you do that yeah. kind of shit with mayonnaise as a medium? Oh it probably, God. it probably mute a lot of so. shit. That'd be pretty cool if you can. Yeah, I, I would say do it. Put it in the mayonnaise. You can just slap the mayonnaise like a bongo. Slap the mayonnaise. Splat you know, the mayonnaise. Splat the mayonnaise. Uh, insert the mayonnaise into the creative process, but do not use it on any audio recordings. That also, I think, would count as an instrument. I think that counts. Mayonnaise yeah. is an instrument. Okay, yeah. It's a neat take. I like that. Yeah, it's like kind of like the harmonica that's in uh, Excommunicate, right? 
The tambourine, you mean? Yeah. No. Or no, harmonica? No, it's a harmonica yeah. that we actually recorded and uh, then set the volume to zero. So it's on the yeah. album uh, in spirit. Little Technically, electrically, it's there. Yeah. Yeah, just turned like, off. I could show you the source files. Just flip the switch I, up I and I could show there. you the source files and you would call me a liar because there is no harmonica track. <laughs> I have to be honest. What? I cannot tell a lie. Was there a harmonica in the room while you recorded it? Uh, There was not. Okay, there were so. several kazoos, though. Uh, so there's kazoo on the album. In spirit. There's kazoo on the album. Through, through proxy of the air in the room you recorded it in. Yeah, they were live mics, so the kazoos played a part in the reverberations we were getting back. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew, uh. we need to amp up Duck on Bike. Kind of see what we kind will. of sounds Duck on Bike. We will. We'll, we'll do that experiment sometime, and we'll post the results to the internet. I don't want to. I don't want to seem rushed, but uh, we're we're quite over on time, and we're running. This is the last song in our playlist, and I don't want to run out of music. Oh God! Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get with the band in twelve minutes anyway. Yeah. So uh, it was really nice having you on. To keep tradition up, uh, it was pretty cold today. It's supposed to snow tomorrow. The weather's been pretty cold That's lately. That's awesome. Couple it's supposed inches. to snow a few inches tomorrow, so it's pretty exciting. Um, really to confirm to, to confirm the mayo conducting electricity thing, Badger says that according to Reddit, mayonnaise conducts electricity. So that is confirmed. There we go. I told you it's it's the uh, it's the salt in it probably mostly. Yeah, salt probably. But yeah. Uh, right, any is there anything you want to shout out? I feel like we should do that. Yeah, uh, so we are on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. Follow us wherever you get your content. Uh, we're on Instagram at Rad Drag and the Band, Twitter at Rad Drag the Band. We're on Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, we really appreciate your support wherever you can give it. And to anyone who stuck around this long, ha! I tricked you all. We're working on an EP called It Gets Worse. Uh, look for it in the next several months. We do not have a release date yet, but it is coming soon. It Gets Worse, Rad Dragon, coming soon. Fuck yeah. You heard oh, it here. Nice. You heard it here that's first awesome. on the Chinas show. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out, for talking to us. Thanks and for being here. Yeah. yeah, thanks to Josh for being here. And uh, oh, I was glad to be here. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week on the Chino show at 9 p.m. Saturday. Peace out. Love you guys. See ya. <laughs>